Welcome to Relationship Workout for Men, a podcast dedicated to helping men be intentional and choosing a better partner and being a better partner for the person they choose. Season 10, Episode 1, Are You a Lover or a Fighter? In Season 10, we explore Relationship Workout Core Number 9, Anger, discussing how to answer the foundational relationship question, does anger spark drama in your relationship? So why is anger a core strength area? Well, we all get angry. You'll get angry. She'll get angry. Anger can be healthy, leading two people to resolve issues in a constructive way. Anger can also be toxic, leading the angry person to behave in ways that escalate issues into conflict and drama, creating bitterness instead of healthy, loving resolution. And so my first question is, are you a lover or a fighter? Well, I suspect we can all be lovers and fighters depending on the situation. Say you're on a baseball team and one of your teammates makes an error. What would you do? Would you be all up in his grill yelling and screaming and calling him a stupid, incompetent moron? Or would you support him shouting, it's okay, even though inside you might be fuming a bit? After all, you're a team and everyone on the team makes mistakes. If you believe there is something chronically missing in his game, then would you let him know? Don't you think a team player lends a hand and words of advice if this will ultimately help the players and the team? So what about in a relationship? Are you a lover or a fighter when you're angry? Do you tend to go on the attack, barking and intimidating like a crazed Rottweiler? Do you tend to go quiet and sulk in the corner like a wounded, vulnerable puppy? Do you tend to deny that you're angry even as you stubbornly scream, I'm not angry? Do you tend to go on the defensive, focused on protecting your angelic innocence? Do you tend to describe what's going on for you in order to resolve the issue calmly and peacefully, but also directly and honestly? Or do you tend to let things go, realizing that many battles aren't worth fighting? After all, there's some very practical wisdom in the adage, don't sweat the small stuff. The relationship lovers are the ones who use anger with an ultimate objective to drive issues to fair and collaborative resolution. They, they are the ones who don't let anger sabotage their relationships. These are the ones who tend to make strong anger choices. The relationship fighters, on the other hand, are the ones who use anger with an ultimate objective to win and be right in an argument. These are the ones who tend to make weak anger choices. Okay, so are you a lover or a fighter in your relationship? Well, let's learn a bit more about anger and perhaps we'll find out. Starting with the anger basics. If you're human, you will get angry at some point. Anger is just part of the spectrum of emotions we all experience. Anger does have other names such as hurt, frustration, irritation, pissed off, resentful, exasperation, and rage, to name just a few. So be on the watch for them because anger by any other name is still anger. Also, as a basic human emotion, most of us have little to no control over our feelings of anger at the very moment we're triggered. Something happens and your blood immediately boils. Yes, those angry feelings usually subside whether it takes a few minutes or even months or perhaps they never go away. In any case, rarely can you completely dismiss the feelings of anger during the crucial initial moments when those feelings rush over you, often like a torrid tidal wave. Besides, most likely you'll think you have a very good reason to feel angry. Indeed, Les Carter and Frank Minner talk about this in their book, The Anger Workbook. Quote, let's call it your emotion of self-preservation. Anger comes 
when you feel the need to clearly communicate that your personal boundaries have been violated, end quote. Further, Carter and Myrna cite these three reasons why anger can erupt. One, preserve personal wealth. In this case, the angry person feels rejected, invalidated, and or that his or her dignity has been demeaned. The person just feels a lack of respect by the other person. Two, preserve essential needs. The angry person feels his or her needs are being ignored. This anger can be legitimate in the sense that we all want our needs to at least be heard and considered. However, one could also be acting more like a spoiled child, throwing a tantrum when not getting his way. Three, preserve basic convictions. In this case, the angry person feels the other is insensitive to something he or she holds to be fundamentally true and can't accept this imperfection in the other. Of course, we all deserve respect. Of course, we all have very valid needs, although we can't expect them to always be fulfilled. And of course, we all have certain things we hold to be absolutely true. Therefore, we can always feel justified in our anger, at least within our own story. That is, within our own story prior to talking to our partner and learning the story that he or she might feel equally justified in having. Again, what's important is not so much that you feel angry, but how you behave once you get angry. Will this choice lead to resolving the issue at hand? Or will it lead you too to relationship drama and unresolved issues? Put simply, when you get angry, you have a choice on how you ultimately will behave in response to your anger. It may not feel that way at the time, but as an adult, you do have choice and the ability to control your behavior. She does as well. Once the issue hits and the emotions are flowing, the question is, will both of you choose to play it anger weak or strong? To play it weak ultimately means you've given in and given your anger full control. Ever seen a child throw a tantrum, wailing out of control? Yep, as an angry adult, you could be acting out your own version of crybaby. On the other hand, to play it strong means you have control over your anger. You're the boss of your emotions and demons, so when anger hits, I like to say you have three choices. You can blow up, block, or breathe. First option, blow up. To blow up the issue is to choose to make aggressive, passive, and or passive-aggressive anger plays, making it even more difficult to communicate and resolve an already difficult issue. It's like going 12 painful rounds in the ring without even a ref to help monitor how the low blows are going. Ultimately, a person chooses to blow up an issue because the person wants to gain control in the relationship. In other words, get my way. They want to vent bitterness. They want to decrease the other's self-confidence. They want to enact revenge. They want to optimize their position by winning the best solution for themselves. The second option is to block. To become defensive and are avoidant when the anger shows its ugly face, ultimately blocking strong communication. Basically, this person wants to avoid talking about what's going on or turn the argument around and point fingers instead of listening openly and with genuine curiosity to what the other person has to say. And the third option is to breathe. When the veins start pulsing with toxic anger, a strong anger play is to first choose to breathe. Next, before reacting, a strong play is to give yourself time to witness your thoughts as you start to examine what's really going on. Once this happens, you can choose to play it strong, 
making assertive or let go anger plays. Basically, you choose to identify the real issue, express your feelings, needs, and perspectives as she also expresses hers, build understanding of what's going on for each person, explore and discover possible solutions, and pick one of the possible solutions that enhances both people in the relationship. If your objective is to increase the quality of your relationship by reducing the drama so you have more time, energy, and desire to have more fun together, then clearly you want to play it strong and be a master of your own mind and behavior. You don't want to act like a child throwing a tantrum. To do this, you first have to realize when you're getting angry. This means you need to sweat the technique. Do you know when you're angry? Actually, people experience the physical symptoms of anger differently. In the book, Anger, the Misunderstood Emotion by Carol Tavris, she lists a bunch of these possible symptoms, including changes of muscle tension, scowling, grinding of teeth, glaring, clenching your fist, changes of arm and position of body, chills and shudders, numbness, feeling hot, feeling cold, sweating. Regardless of how you physically experience anger, your body's symptoms can offer very revealing first warning signs that you're upset signs that to others can look like anger sirens. These signs can be especially helpful for people in so much denial about their anger that they truthfully don't realize when they're angry, even while they're spitting toxic venom. So learn your body's physical symptoms and learn to breathe at the first warning signs. This then leads us to our monkey minds. Not only can your body show you when you're upset, but your thoughts can also be like a neon arrow pointing at your head flashing, beware anger here. What are you thinking about when the issue hits? Are you spinning on a story of how the other person has wronged you? Are you thinking, here we go again? Are you thinking about getting revenge? These are all examples of negative monkey thoughts that can further fuel anger. Or, are you thinking about wanting clarification and collaboration, approaching the issue as a team player? Are you wondering if there might have been a misunderstanding? Are you curious about her story? These kinds of curious thoughts can help to keep you in a strong mental place so you can focus on figuring out what's going on. Also, remember there is what I call an anger time gap where you'll need to identify when you're angry. What this means is there's usually an anger time gap that exists between the time when your anger is first ignited and the time when you actually figure out you're upset. It's usually not until you realize you're angry that you have a chance to control what you do or say in response. It's during this anger time gap when we can often create the most destruction in our relationships. This is because we may be saying and doing things from a place of anger and contention as opposed to from a place of love and collaboration. The faster you are recognizing when you're angry, the smaller you can make this time gap and the less likely it is that you do or say something that you'll later regret. A simple but powerful tool to use is, is to breathe. Do this first and continue to do it until you feel you're ready to make a strong anger play. Next, pay attention to your thoughts and try to shift them toward curiosity collaboration, and clarification. So with that as an introduction to anger, in the upcoming episodes in Season 10, we'll discuss each of the possible anger plays in more detail. Aggressive anger, passive, passive aggression, avoidance, defensive, assertive, and letting go. 
all to help bring insight to answer this question of whether you're a lover or a fighter when you're angry. But before we dive into these anger plays, I'd like to share a personal story when I learned the hard way that aggressive and defensive anger players, well, they make for very challenged bedfellows in episode two, but the rest of the time. (laughs) 